Oikos Podcast, Sustainability Conversations. Welcome to this podcast. I am Lea Finfschilling. I'm a um, PhD student at the University of Basel as well as Erbach here in Switzerland. Right now we are at The Hub in Zurich and uh, this is part of the first Oikos Young Scholars Organizations Academy on Culture and Sustainability. Our guest today is Jennifer Howard Granville. Jennifer recently became an Associate Professor of Management at the University of Oregon. And since her PhD at the MIT, she has done a lot of research at the intersection of the environment and corporate strategy and change. Um, thanks for joining us today and being part of the Oikos Foundation programs. I really enjoyed meeting you so far and uh, really learned a lot um, this whole week. So could you please tell us more about the kind of research you are doing and how this um, fits with the whole Oikos um, theme of organization and cultural sustainability? Sure, thanks. Um, most of my research is on insider-driven change. So I think about how do people within a system, let's say an organization or a larger institutional setting, actually set about to change it. And in some ways there's sort of a paradox here because many people assume that the people inside an organization are the least able to see new opportunities and make changes. But on the other hand, from the perspective that I take, which is a cultural perspective, um, I notice that insiders might actually be very well equipped to make changes. They often find subtle ways to advance the change simply because they're very familiar with the culture and they can use the tools and resources that are available within that culture to introduce and infuse new ideas. And this is where the culture comes in and, and the sustainability piece in my um, research has always involved looking at organizations that are facing evolving environmental issues and um, they're trying to understand and I'm also trying to understand how they can change their approaches to think about environmental issues at the same time as meet their usual um, innovation or performance goals. So what fascinates you so much about doing research at this intersection of environment and business? Um, well, obviously the environment is an area that really matters. Um, I started doing this a long time ago and uh, it was the late 1990s and climate change was still really an emerging issue. Sustainability was a term that had not really entered the consciousness so much. It was more a question of environmental issues. Um, but nonetheless, addressing our global environmental challenges are huge. They're absolutely essential. Um, and it demands work on the part of everyone, governments, individuals, etc. But ultimately I feel strongly that if businesses can't change the way they operate to be more environmentally friendly, um, then it's going to be a big challenge. <laughs> um, so uh, I've always felt, even since I was a graduate student, that um, businesses are a large part of the problem. Um, you know, the environmental damage that we collectively have inflicted on the planet is because of our industrial and, uh, system. On the other hand, I think businesses are very responsive, they're very creative, and when they see opportunities, they're able to seize them and act on them in a way that other institutions aren't able to. So while they're a huge part of the problem, I think they're also a huge part of the solution, and I'm just intrigued and seeing how that unfolds. 
Very interesting, yes, I agree totally. Um, you have done some fascinating ethnographic work um, during your PhD. Could you maybe outline um, your motivation for having done this as opposed to other research methods? Sure. Um, in my dissertation, I did an ethnographic method, which basically means going and uh, just like an anthropologist would study a community by living in it and living with it and learning about its ways in a very first-hand direct manner. Um, I went to um, be in an organization for nine months full-time and the reason I did it was um, I felt like this was really important, especially with environmental issues or sustainability issues, um, to understand how these really get worked out, how they're really negotiated, how they're really understood, how they're really interpreted in the day-to-day, -day because we all know that we can uh, observe what a business puts out in the media or puts on their website, um, and even talking to managers um, is interesting and informative, but at the end of the day, I just think it's really important to get in there and to see how it actually unfolds. And I had previously done some interview work as a graduate student where we were interviewing major chemical companies and asking them about how their environmental practices had changed. And I remember sitting on the end of the phone thinking, well, how do I know? <laughs> so I got really curious and really intrigued. And when I learned that this was a method available to us as organizational researchers, I jumped in and decided that's what I wanted to do. So. Okay. Um, so what are your recommendations to young scholars who want to apply similar approaches? How should they, you know, kind of plan it, go into the organization? What do you recommend to them? Um, well, first of all, decide if you will really want to do this. Many people think it's a very attractive and interesting way of working. It's also very intense. It's, um, it's demanding because you're basically in the organization full time and typically you're making mental notes at least, often physical notes, trying to capture information as you're there, but then you're also staying up several hours at night recording everything that happens because you really do have to pay attention to detail. So um, if you want to do it, go in fully aware of the commitment that it will take, um, but I would encourage anyone who's interested to try to do it. You need to work hard and use a little bit of luck and a lot of persistence to find a, a site that will enable you to have that kind of access. But what I find surprising is if you can find the right person and connect with an interest that they have, um, that organizations can um, make these things happen for you. Um, and the other piece I would say is having uh, more than 10 years now since I did my PhD, um, you will never have time again to dedicate that much intense um, focus on research and so if you have the opportunity you should definitely do it as a doctoral student because the opportunity is unlikely to come around again. People do do it at other stages, there's different models, you can go in depth somewhere for one or two months and then out for six months and back again and those have very there are definite advantages to doing it that way but um, just uh, jump in and try to make it happen is my advice. <laughs> Well, thanks for this advice. Um, maybe we can jump to the present now and uh, could you maybe share some insights into your latest publications, works you have in the pipeline? Sure. Um, so very recently I have still been working on culture over the years and in some ways my view of an organization's culture has evolved a little bit. Um, and not radically, but I still see the organizational culture as um, as a tool for change rather than a barrier to change, but it needs to be used as a tool for change in the right hands. 
So there's a recent study that came out in 2011 in organization science, and I wrote it with co-authors, um, Karen Golden-Biddle from Boston University, Gina Mao from Boston University, and Jen Irwin from the University of Oregon. And we worked together combining three different data sets from three organizations, and in each organization there was a champion, uh, somebody trying to promote change around either an environmental or social um, issue. And what we did was we had very in-depth interviews with these people over different periods of time. And um, the theory that we develop and that we work on in that, in that paper very much says that the way these individuals are able to introduce these new issues is very much by using the original culture of the organization, but just reframing it, recrafting it, and helping people see a brand new thing in a familiar light. So I'll give you an example. We were working, one of the cases is um, an individual in a large sporting and apparel company and she was talking about how their company was really always known for innovation and design and how this was so cutting edge. Um, and she had been there for years working on sustainability and she said that it was only when the sustainability people started to realize that they could connect to innovation and they could connect to design and they could demonstrate that materials which were environmentally superior were good materials to work with and that it was inherently innovative to adopt a superior material um, and it really challenged the designers they produced it as a challenge they produced it as a competition which was very appropriate for that sports driven culture so this was a way that she spoke of um, making a change that's not radical that's not telling people you're doing it wrong it's encouraging people and showing them a new way that enables them to then think oh wow sustainability is part of innovation so it was really fun doing that study because we both combined these very different settings, um, but we also thought about what was what was special about, about the people in each setting and what were they able to do. And we came up with a theory about how they basically created safe spaces or safe opportunities for people to see the new issues in light of their existing culture. And then it kind of um, uh, fueled change among lots of different participants rather than a very top-down approach, rather than an approach that says, your culture is wrong, let's change it. So. That was a fun paper, and it's just come out recently. Well, yeah, this sounds indeed really interesting, and I wish you all the best for your future career. And you too. <laughs> thank you very much for being here. This was a podcast with Jennifer Howard Grenville by Oikos International. More information on Oikos and the Young Scholars Academies can be found on our website, oikosinternational.org slash academic. Oikos Sustainability Conversations.